and welcome to Runway to College. I am Kim, a former Stanford admissions counselor and a mom of a high school junior here with my son. Hey. Do you want to say your name? Beckett. That's me. Okay. Off to a great start, as usual. Okay, so this week we'd like to talk about picking classes, because now is usually the time of year when kids are getting called in to meet their counselor and pick out the classes for their senior year or their next year, whatever year it may be. So I know that Beckett was supposed to have a meeting on Friday with his counselor, but he forgot. Beckett, not the counselor, forgot. Mm -hmm. So that needs to be rescheduled. But so uh, this gave us a little bit of time to just go over the points that Beckett it is going to make when he meets with his counselor because you really don't have a lot of options you're yeah. you're on a track no matter what school or what program you're in if you're in an ib school are you going for the diploma or not if you're in an ap school which is what you're at you're mm -hmm. usually locked into your classes with basically only a math and science option yeah. so there's not a lot of real choice to make but it's good to go in if you have any questions and just to be prepared for what classes you do want to put down for colleges, you want to show your senior year that you're still challenging yourself and you're continuing on an upward trajectory. So you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to max out on way too many things that you can't handle all top AP classes if you're going to then slip and, you know, basically just yeah. B's in all of them. So if you could focus yourself and to make sure that you're focusing your work and, and doing well, that's... Yeah, which apparently this year is Calc AB. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's very excited. You are excited. That's great. Basically, go for it, but don't overdo it. There's two things to look at here. There are the top schools, like the top five, maybe top ten schools, and what your classes would need to be to yeah. be competitive for those. And then there's everywhere else. And everywhere else is actually a great, great place to be. That's where most of the students in the country are Going, anyway. Yeah. But it also gives you breathing room. You don't have to feel super pressured to, you know, push it in math if you're not a math student or push yeah. it in a different class. That's what I thought. Pushing it, we need to define it. I, oh my, I just don't know where Calc AB came out of this. I was really wanting to go for stats here. I know. We'll talk about that in a second. I mean, so you want to be in a place where you have a good mental health space, but also show that you're working hard. That's yeah. the line we're walking with you. There's two things to consider. The two big things are, really, what level of rigor are you at your school, which we'll explain in a bit, and are you going to be angling at, for a humanities degree or major or a STEM major? Because if you're going to be a STEM major, you have to be really showing some yeah. big moves in math and science. If you're going to be a humanities major, no one's expecting you to have some super specialized math class under yeah. your belt. It's fantastic if you do, but it's, it's not expected. You're going the humanities route. Yeah. So that gives you some wiggle room, which I guess you thought meant you had a lot stats. of wiggle room. I don't think that's a lot. Didn't Chloe take stats? Yeah, but she didn't take pre-calc. She skipped. Oh. Oh. So just some background, that's his sister. She did more of a... She was more of a STEM-angled student, though. Nerd. She's a cognitive science major. Yeah. So she did... She skipped pre-calc, is what she did, and then just went into calculus and then had the room right. to take AP stats. So you didn't skip pre-calc, which is fine. Yeah. That's There's no judgment on that. I think that was a good decision for you. But I think that you really should be then taking a calculus to make yourself more competitive 
Yeah, yeah. So, and plus, I know you don't enjoy math, but you actually do well in it. So there's, yeah. there is that. So it's not like you're really struggling. You're actually doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's... So you punished yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and you would think that maybe, like, those days are over. It's like all the hard math doing well in it, you know. Okay, one more year. <laughs> you could do it. You see the finish line. Let's take a step back here. One thing that we want to talk about first is rigor. On the form, on your Common App, your counselor is going to fill out a form that mm-hmm. is going to give some context, and it's going to also include some information about your school. A lot of schools have that information on their website. It's a PDF yeah. document that tells you like how many AP classes they offer, like a breakdown of the school, yeah. how many students, things like that. It's the basic information. Uh, what's open for interpretation is what your, your counselor is going to write in for your rigor. So they offer like most difficult, very difficult, difficult, and lower. At Stanford, we never saw the lower, or I never saw the lower. Um, Almost always it was most difficult. We would see a few come in with very difficult, or actually a lot would come in with very difficult, but to be competitive, you really had to be most difficult. If you got a very difficult uh, rigor rating by your counselor, you really had to have some great things in your application to overcome why it was yeah. very difficult. But the thing is, is that each school defines their own rigor, not the college, your high school defines yeah. that. And that's something that you could ask your counselor at any time, regardless of if you're a freshman or if you're a rising senior, it's a good thing to ask. So your high school, it was defined before COVID, and I do want you to, to verify this, was that it's eight AP classes to be considered most difficult. If you took eight AP classes, you got the most difficult rating. It didn't matter what those eight classes were in. Like it could have been, you know, uh, computer science. Yeah. It didn't have to be like a math or history. It's whatever eight you put together. So I want you to verify that. But that that's enough to be considered most difficult. Yeah. And then so I'm on trajectory for that right you are on trajectory for most difficult which is impressive yeah and surprising honestly it is a little surprising wow thank you (laughs) no it is a it is a hard number to get to because especially you started as a sophomore with a history class it was an ap yeah so that i think really helped because then that kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off of like the last two years or something but it's still kind of crazy they will define the rigor for you Keep in mind that that varies by school and it is a little subjective because sometimes you'll see a counselor maybe put very difficult and, you know, we would look at it and be like, how is this very difficult? It looks most difficult. And at the college, we could make a note of that in the application and write that down. You also could see it go the other way where they would put most difficult and you're like, well, compared to the other students, this looks like a really light schedule that's not explained why they put most difficult versus yeah. very so it's subjective but for the most part it's, it's there's a schools generally have a, an outline and they they go by that yeah part of that is also that the the admissions counselor will see how many ap classes are offered at your school and how many you took so yeah. they're not going to expect you to take all of them obviously yeah. they're not going to expect you to take ap ceramics if you've never taken a ceramics yeah. class 
there's some movement there. Also, though, if you are in an IB school, they're going to wonder, well, did you do, did you just take a few IB classes or did you go for the full diploma? If yeah. you're applying to a top school, you need to angle for that full diploma. They want to see that. This is why it's good. There's some controversy at schools when they drop the AP programs. There will be Ooh. some argument where people will say like, oh, you're putting our students at an unfair yeah. advantage. And they're actually not because the colleges are only judging you based on what is offered to you. Yeah. So if your school doesn't offer an AP class, they're not going to say, why didn't you take that AP class? Because it wasn't offered. I actually like it when schools limit how many AP classes you could take or yeah. if they just drop the program because does it help you with actually learning a subject versus just preparing for a yeah. test? That's a debate, but yeah. you know, they're, they're not going to punish you. If you, if your school doesn't offer something, you're not going to be punished for it. So don't worry. You're on a great track though, Beck. You're doing right. pretty well. Thank you. Your next year, your options are math, science, and your elective. That's really where you've got the room to make some decisions. Yes, AP calculus is where I think you're headed because I think you're not ready. You needed to take a calculus, I think, to be competitive. And, you know, pre-calc isn't enough. I would love for you to take AP stats. I think that helps you in life. I think it's a great class and probably a lot more fun than calculus, but I am on the side that I think you need to take a calculus, yeah. a regular calculus. For science, you're in AP Bio now. Yeah. So next year, your options are AP Environmental Science and AP Physics. Yeah. I'm probably going to take APES, AP Environmental Science. I think that's a good option for you because AP Physics is more math-based. Yeah. And while you're doing well at math, you don't you don't need it. So yeah. So why... And, like, obviously then it ties into, like, I don't want to take AP Calc already, like, AP Calc or whatever, so then that would just be even more math I don't want to do, so... I don't know. I think it's just unnecessary pressure on math skills. Yeah, um, because you don't want to be a STEM major. Yeah. There's no need. You're not going to go into science, or we don't expect you to go into science. So why push it? I think doing AP environmental science is a good a good thing for you. Yeah. Now, I know some people that I've talked to, some of the students I work with, they come to the same kind of choice that you are before their junior year and it's like should I take environmental science junior year and take AP bio or something like that senior year my thing on that is that what I've heard and I think it's different from most people is that environmental science is easier than AP bio or physics so it's like do you want to take the harder class your senior year or Or, yeah like make give it the easier I've also heard a lot of like just like really when it comes to talking about how hard the class is it's really just opinion based because so many people are like apes is so hard and then people are like ap bios harder i i think it's really just like do you want to do more labs or do you want to do more writing i think it's really just up like also for ap physics then it's like do you want to do more math where i think i'm going towards more writing which would be apes right because i think that some of it, it it's not necessarily the content it's the workload yeah and then there's also the fact where it's like oh well some people just think the class is boring because you have to do a lot of notes or whatever but that's just whatever so I think the question comes down to, it's like, where do you want to do the work? Do yeah. you want to put it off or get it over with your junior year? Yeah. I would say get it over with your junior year because yeah. your senior year has so much else going on. Yep. Make it easier. English is basically just AP or not at your school. Yeah. I could tell in the look on your face, you're thrilled mm-hmm. with doing yes or no. Oh, I'm fine with AP. Like right now I'm taking AP composition, whatever, language of composition, I think it is. And it's honestly fine. I think the AP test will be annoying, but the class isn't that hard. Next year is going to be more reading with the English, right? Yeah, which will be annoying again, but I think it's, it's plus it's just, it's still an AP. It'll look nicer for not that much work or not different amount of work from grade level to AP. It will definitely look better. I think it does prepare you better for college too. So it's, 
the kind of level of work yeah or close to it you know that you'll have at college so yeah. you'll be ready for reading and analysis i think a little bit better than had you have if you don't take it yeah but then that leaves you with an elective yeah there's your language yeah so there's a lot of people will look at the minimum when they look at colleges and what they accept like they will require two years yeah. or something I think it's better to try to max that out. It's yeah. usually one of the easier courses to try mm-hmm. to max out and to try to do all four or as many years as you can. Yeah. Again, this kind of just looks better. It looks more rigorous. It looks more challenging. Yeah. In California, if you do the four, I think you get an award, a fluency yeah. award with your graduation. And not that that means anything. And it's actually kind of funny because you're taking Latin and a fluency yeah. <laughs> in Latin is kind of a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not really talking in Latin. Exactly. But I think that that does look good. So you're, yeah. And you've already decided. And isn't at uh, our school, isn't there a five class limit? Like seniors still need to take five classes? I think you have a lower requirement than the other years. Yeah, but because then that, it, it, rather than taking like Digiphoto, which is what I'm taking uh, this year, rather than like taking the next like Digiphoto 3, to get the five classes, I would just take my Latin class again. Because if I wasn't taking any elective, then there would just be four. Right. Definitely not doing two math classes. <laughs> Well, you could jump in at AP Stats if you nope. really wanted to make that happen. Nope. Here's your opportunity for that dream to come true. No, I think that not. you've been taking fairly full class loads, so I think that yeah. taking your senior year a little, you know, one fewer class is totally fine. Yeah. I think that's good for you. It'll give you time to do some of your applications or other homework or... Sports. Just give more time. Screw around like usual. Online, Sit around, you know, just in my chair. One thing I do want you to ask your counselor about is just to confirm that your arts requirements are met. Yeah. Because you have the digiphoto, but they have, there's an art and then there's a weird it's other like, option. I forget what it is. And I think you met that other option. It's is like I, a technical training or I something. I forget if that was just like something that we checked off like in freshman, freshman year. year. With your web with design. With the web design. But... but who knows, honestly. Yeah, I just want that confirmed because you don't want to be senior year and then be like, oh, you're actually this one yeah. weird class short, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, that would work great with my gap year. I could just take one art class. You want to be back in high school? Do art one <laughs> as a senior. I, I do want you to check, but I think you're on, on track. The other thing is you, for social studies in California, you know, especially I think you've got your econ and yeah, government uh, requirement and your school doesn't offer AP classes for that. Yeah. So it's, which is, I think, well, good. Yeah. So then there's no choice there. That's your social yeah. studies is your econ one semester, government the other semester. Yep. So you're set. Kind of locked in. You're locked in. A lot of in. them already. Yeah, it's more just like what classes, like what teacher and what order. Yeah. And hopefully they put your open period at the end of the school day or else yeah. you're stuck. As far as the grades, it, you know, it's something we've talked about before is that you need to kind of go strong again your first semester. Mm-hmm. Schools are going to see your senior year grades no matter what. Yes. But those fall decision, those fall grades... Do they care less about the, the second semester grades? Like if those drop like a little bit, obviously not like to Fs or whatever, but if those drop to like, say from A's to B's... Or like high B to low B, would that would they just not care? Or would they be like, okay, it's getting towards the end of the year. He's probably applying to this college. Like that might have been kind of the cause. Do they care less about that? They understand. They understand uh, senioritis. There's definitely an understanding of you know seniors and yeah. ha- you know other things to do, other things on your mind. So theoretically, I could just not go to class. No, 
you phrased it correctly the first time. A slip is fine. A drop is different. Right. So a slip from an A to B, I hear that from my students a lot because these are students that are usually like all A students and they're like, oh my gosh, they seriously they freak up. out yeah. because they got a B and it's like, guess what? That's yeah. okay. That's going to be okay. An A to a C or starting to get Ds, that yeah. does look uh, very different. But I don't know that they would rescind an application. That's yeah. what I hear the fear about, and I haven't ever been a part of that, thankfully. But they could put you on academic probation, which just would mean like your first semester or your first quarter, you need to get at least a 3.0 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Don't fear a slip, but fear prepare a drop. Yeah. the to not have a drop. They don't want you to see you change your classes either. That's oh. a huge thing. They don't, like, if you have to change your class for some legitimate reason, that's one thing. But what they don't want to see is that you took a bunch of AP classes your first semester and, and then the next semester suddenly... It's, like, you were taking AP Calc and then next semester you're going back to pre-Calc. Pre-Calc. You're going to... Round two. No math. <laughs> suddenly that's an art one comes in. So don't change your classes. Don't, unless it's something that needs to, because some schools like offer yeah. psychology is only one semester. Yeah. Those things they expect to see a change midway through, but don't weaken the rigor of your curriculum that, yeah. that last that time. Sense. Because these are going to be part of the decision-making process. If you get in early, obviously the decision is going to be made before your fall semester grades are in they're still going to ask you to send those grades. But then those fall semester grades, if you're applying regular decision, they're going to be looking at those and they're still looking at trajectory. They want you to be on an upward momentum. And so you want to have, you got to continue with the good progress. Yeah. Good grades through your first semester. Yeah. After that. Who cares? (laughs) Well, someone cares. Don't drop, just slip. Any other questions that you're expecting to ask your counselor? So to clarify also for you, your counselor is your, it's like your, your class counselor. This is a person who is going to be submitting the information for you when you apply with your common app, but your school has a separate college and career counseling center. Yeah. Your person has also worked in that center, so he could answer some of your college related questions if you had them, but generally that gets fielded to a different group. So there's no asking there. Like a lot of private schools, it's the same person. Yeah. Probably a lot of public schools too. And so if you have questions about the upcoming process, these are good people to ask. This is also a good person to talk to about just making sure that they know you because they will be submitting a form where they're going to check some marks about you and they have the ability to write a letter of recommendation that is not the letter of recommendation that you'll be asking for teachers. Mm-hmm. It's a separate letter. It usually gives some context to who you are as a student. Okay. If you're at a big school and they don't know you, it's really then, hard for them to yeah. write something. So this is a good opportunity for for you to ask them if there's anything you could do to help them get to know you better. I mean, some may just ask for your like a resume or a list of your extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. Usually they can find that online. But anything that you could do to help with that little boost from them is good because it's usually helpful as an admissions officer it would provide some context like if you struggled in something or if you had like a um a learning disability that was discovered later or you know something like that it would help fill those gaps for us if you had a home issue that's another thing where it's like yeah teachers may not know about it the student may not want to write about it but the the counselor could be like hey the parent had a real chronic illness or something like that or this kid took a bus 
an hour each way to school or something like that is usually very helpful. Yeah. If there's not filling in any information, there is kind of a gap that was indirectly hurtful. Yeah. Now just hope that you could reschedule this meeting. Yeah. Or just do them from home. I don't, there's not that much of a, it's just, this the skip, the meeting doesn't, you don't need the meeting, I don't think. Well, if you have some questions, but. And I, I don't have questions. He needs to get to know you for the letter, right? Yeah. So your whole like, let's just make this a, text exchange doesn't yeah. quite work it's the future <laughs> of getting to know people better maybe he'll write that that yeah. gets very futuristic he only wants to communicate via so text. he's like going into like humanities but like he's he's real smart i think he should be going into stem he's real smart yeah that's gonna be the quote i could see him making a company <laughs> <laughs> okay so then with that we'll leave something for next time thank you very much see ya